Welcome to Remolations. We're your hosts. I'm Mindy. And I'm Brooke. Remolations is a dream interpretation podcast where we read listeners' dreams. From nightmares to the just plain bizarre, join us as we give you our comedic interpretation of your fucked up REM cycle. This week we have a dream from David about going to prison, bashing your head against the wall, and dream warnings. We also have catnaps that have to do with Ted Bundy, (laughs) evil world dictators, and boobs. I'm just going to say it. And boobs. And omelets. Omelets and boobs. Omelets and boobs. How can you go wrong? (laughs) We're also talking about the terrifying train derailment in Chicago O'Hare. So you want to stay tuned for that? But here we go, bestie. Let's get this show started. Woo! Hi. Hi. (laughs) Hello. Hello. It doesn't matter. Hello. Hi. 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 Hello. Hello. Hello, bestie. How are you? Oh, I love you. I'm good. How are you? Great. It's finally warm out. It is. (gasps) I know. I'll take it. It's lovely. The windows are open in the house. Like, oh, it's great. I love spring. Spring's my favorite season. Spring spring and fall, where it's not too hot, not too cold, and yep. fall, you're just starting to get the smell of those burning leaves and ooh, doggy. Spring, just you not got summer, like all the grass cutting. Yeah. It's good. I don't do yard work. That's it's why good. I rent or have a condo. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> right. It's way less work, that's for sure. I know. We started planting our tomato plants insides, like the seeds, so... They're getting ready to <laughs> transplant. I will give you an update next it's week begun. on how the tomatoes are. Please, please, <laughs> it's begun. It's, be- it's, it's begun. The tomatoes have begun. Nothing like a fresh tomato out of the garden, though. I will say, delicious. I asked my dad this year because you know he got rid of his garden a few years ago because it's just too much to keep oh, up. But mm-hmm. I mean, he grew everything. We had beans, we had carrots, we had every all kinds of broccoli, fresh veggies all the time. But I always I like my cherry or grape tomatoes the best, and that's the one thing he's going to keep planting. Aww. I'm so excited. So he's going to keep making Good. them for me. I was going to say making those tomatoes. Making them. Planting those what is he tomatoes. God? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Oh, you're your tomatoes. On, I- the, on the eighth day, God created cherry tomatoes. <laughs> and put them in and a Walmart bag to give home, to <laughs> have your daughter bring home. It works. Yes, that's the true <laughs> history. That's how it, it works. Is, it is. Well, it's it's a fun day to record. It's beautiful. And it I think is. we got some beautiful dreams to share today. I have a dream today. And I'm curious to see what you think about it. Because I kind of okay. have a very strong feeling what I think it entails. But I'm just curious to see if you pick mm-hmm. up on anything that could be different. So that happens. Okay. This is All David. Right. And he's from Birmingham. Okay. I all of a sudden and ham cup ham ham sorry I all of a sudden <laughs> am am okay I all of a sudden am handcuffed <laughs> and going to jail did I say I like handcuffed better <laughs> all of a sudden I ham handcuffed I like ham I would mind being handcuffed <laughs> um can I tell you uh, something a little sorry David <laughs> we, we've um, got like three seconds in but please go ahead I know. so sidebar my, Easter, we had ham, and I brought two little 
not little servings, but like one piece home that I would put in the freezer and then one piece that I would like cut up for sandwiches. Mm -hmm. I woke up in the middle of the night one night and I was like, (laughs) I'm half in that hand. I took took a bite out of that piece of ham like a shark on a whale carcass. It was just like, oh. So you. (laughs) So you handcuffed yourself to the refrigerator that night for a midnight snack. I handcuffed myself for that delicious leftover Easter snack. Well, totally I'll tell you, it. you're not you're the only one with a ham story. So for Easter, let's <laughs> say one time. You're not the only one with a ham story. Right. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever been said before, but well, I don't think so either. For I'm like, Easter, that's a sentence. one holiday a year is ham holiday because Mark insists. <laughs> Turkey's for Thanksgiving, ham's got, is for Easter. Mm. I go out the night before just because, uh, again, chaos from Easter and sure. uh, and plans. I could not find a damn ham in this town for the a life. A damn ham? I went to Meyer. A damn ham. I went to Meyer. I went to Walmart. I went to Jewel. I found the, a butt of a ham. It wasn't even like spiral cut or glazed. It was just like the tiniest little butt of a ham for like way overpriced. But I was like, right. God damn it, I have to have ham on Easter. I got to get the butt. And it was n- not good. And so my ham craving has not been satisfied. So I might have to ham cuff myself to your fridge, too. <laughs> I have the stuff in the freezer still, Mindy. You can have so the ham. So be there. I'll be there in three hours. <laughs> you can have the freezer ham. I take it. I'll start defrosting it. it now. <laughs> or I'll you could there. have a bite out of the one that's in my refrigerator because I didn't finish it. <laughs> Just took like two I don't mind your germs. I'll eat it. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's good. So and good. it was really good. Sorry. David. So David was not handcuffed, <laughs> but he was handcuffed. And going to jail. Yes, this is the first oh, sentence no. of the dream still. <laughs> yes. I am aware that I have just been convicted of murder and I'm going to prison for the rest of my life. I'm aware that I'm never getting out. So the next thing <laughs> I know, I'm in the prison, which is underground. It's dark and there are a bunch of cells. Of course and it is. Let's I, make it worse what, than what it already is. Let's, let's put it underground. Let's make it worse. Yes. And cold. It says, it's pretty cold. I start feeling really uncomfortable. Mm. Sounds delightful. If you could mm. tell us the name of this location, I'd like to plan a trip right now. <laughs> take the tour. Are they, take the tour. Are they on um, Airbnb, Verbo, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> you just got to commit I mean, a crime. You just got to steal some ham, Brooke. You'll be right there. I just steal some ham right and I'm David. going to this underground cold prison for life. <laughs> Let me preface this because I've read the dream. He's still dreaming okay. when he says waking up. Okay. okay. I remember waking yeah. up the next day and feeling really ill like I had the flu. I told the other inmates, and they told me they've been feeling like that since they got here. They said the air oh, that gets no. pumped into the prison makes all the inmates feel like the flu. Terrible. Oh. Terrible. God, Ooh, I, I don't... Okay. I, I'm, I'm curious when this dream is. Is this like a COVID dream? Because it seems like it could be a COVID dream to me. Oh, the pumping the air in? I don't know when this dream Yeah, was. like the, the sickness? I'm curious. David, okay. let us know. Okay. I lost track of how long I was in this prison, feeling sick, cold, desperate, and generally awful. I, I mean, okay, it's bad enough to go to prison, but then the conditions, yeah. we all know there's not great prisons out there. And he could be anywhere in the, I mean, he's from Birmingham, but his prison in his mind could be anywhere in the mm-hmm. world. And you know, those conditions mm-hmm. aren't great. But anyway, I remember trying to smash my head against a wall to end it all, but that oh. didn't work. I remember walking around aimlessly, 
talking to other inmates, going to other sections of the prison, trying to trade things, going to the prison doctor's <laughs> office. Trying I got to this ham. I guess like I got this ham. Can, can you give me can a shift for a ham? Can can you I would I would trade that. Out? <laughs> I'll take some <laughs> smokes might, for a ham. I'll I'll <laughs> shiv you off a couple slices of the ham as long as you give me the shiv after. <laughs> Sounds like a good deal. It does. <laughs> Sorry. So he's just thinking about going to sleep every night. And then just being sick and miserable the entire time. It sounds terrible. Yeah. And then I woke up. Oh, Oh. okay. But there's a little side note here. Yeah, yeah, I always love the extras. Okay. There, here's the extra. The craziest thing about it all might be that as soon as I woke up, I knew that this dream was a warning. I knew, I don't know how, I just knew that the prison in the dream was my own personal hell that my mind designed for me to live in when I deserve to or have to for whatever reason. I know I need to become a better, kinder, and more compassionate person. Holy shit, David. I mean, at least he's aware, right? Right. Absolutely. Okay. So I don't even know where to begin. The reason I mentioned earlier, like, what you think of it, because I think it's kind of pretty cut and dry. But let's start with going to jail. Uh, <laughs> you know, this can't be an exciting experience for anyone. I mean, you approach this huge, or prison, I should say prison, this huge building. What? Wait, what is the difference between jail and prison? Is there? Do you know? Yeah, prisons, once you've actually been convicted okay. of the crime is where you go. Unfortunately, you can stay in jail for years, oh. years until you have a trial or, or whatnot. So, oh, so yeah. that's where the com- okay. So he must have done something bad. Maybe. Well, he did. We say don't know it was what for he- murder. He did say it was for okay. murder. That's for, that's <laughs> that ranks up there. But but he seems like he's just like yeah. I know I got arrested. I'm putting ha- handcuffs and <laughs> I'm going to jail. But he never mentions if he was guilty or not. That I thought was interesting because some people yeah, in dreams right. will be like, I'm being taken away to jail and I didn't do anything. Sure. But he's just like, he doesn't really mention one way or another. But I don't think that makes a difference to him in this particular dream. I think he just holds on to some kind of guilt about something mm-hmm. no matter what. I mean, cold, yes. dark, underground. I mean, and in prison, it's it's trapped in so many ways. It is. And I think yeah. it's also the worst thing that can happen to you. Well, one of the worst things that can happen to you is yeah. being sent somewhere. I agree with you. It's it's kind of cut and dry, this dream. And yeah. what is that? What is he dealing with? Like, what does he feel like he's guilty of is my question. Right. And like the whole trying to kill himself, you know, by smashing his head into yeah, a wall. Sad. All of this punishment, like I said, I think there's this guilt. Um, maybe there are some brain health issues, definitely confidence issues, I think, certainly anxiety. And it seems like maybe David has a little bit of depression, too. And like he said, it's his own personal hell, and it certainly sounds that way. But he kind of mentioned it. Maybe he's struggling with something in real life that he feels is making him, because he kind of said, when I deserve to be in that hellish yeah. place. Even if only mm. in a dream. 
I know it's sad. The dream's supposed to be the one place you can ex- escape, <laughs> not not where <laughs> you should feel imprisoned, right? You can swim with dolphins in your dream, David. David. I would just I would just try to manifest something different before you go to sleep, right. like um, yeah. rainbows and ponies, or just like eating a big ham or anything, <laughs> right? <laughs> eating a big ham, like the I the mean... best last supper you've ever had. Oh, here, there's a question. So, okay, yeah. final meal. Prison. Oh, what you, no. What are you I choosing as your f- on death row? Mm. Shit. Oh, there's so many things. Um, but you can ask for a few things, right? Sure. I mean, John Wayne Gacy K- wanted the like uh, KFC. Ch- fried chicken. Yeah, yep. I'll take some KFC. I mean, I'll that's take good. a stuffed crust pizza I'll, and some scallops. Oh, pizza. Oh, okay. And Who cares? It doesn't matter green. how it settles with your stomach because nope, after not that, gonna matter. it doesn't matter. <laughs> Not like what? you're going to puke Would later. You, <laughs> you might shit yourself when you actually die. But that happens anyway. That definitely so happens. Enjoy yeah. that KFC. What would you What would you make? Or what I would, would you def- eat? I mean, I wouldn't make it. Yeah, I got my little stove. <laughs> you got your easy bake oven? I walk out. Your hot plate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to trade a lot of smokes for that hot plate. Um, I would go, I would go like steak. Oh, and ribs, and then like oh, you're because you're a meat eater. Vegetables, I, I love yeah, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. like some really good mashed potatoes. <gasps> oh, and some party rolls. potatoes. Throw some rolls on there. Yeah, mm-hmm. throw some corn casserole and some party potatoes into mine <laughs> now too. Oh, and some fruit pizza. Like we gotta have a dessert. <laughs> okay, I'm going to apple pie. Apple pie, hundred percent right. a la mode. Let's get. Oh, okay. Do you put a piece of cheese on that thing? Hell no. Why would you put cheese I, on I, apple pie? It's a thing. I knew you wouldn't be the person what? that did it, but yes, look it up. I've never heard forever, this. People put forever, cheese on apple pie? Since apple pie existed, pretty much. That's look disgusting. At, you are looking at me like you are a crazy fucking bitch. You're joking me. I'm not. Look it up. Take a minute. Like American cheese? Like what kind of che- what kind of cheese goes with pie? I, I, yeah, I think question. it's like um like a cheddar or American. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. I'm vetoing that idea. I mean, I believe you, but I, not for me. I personally. know you do. I'm not asking for you, a cheese. On my you pie. really don't look like you believe. Me. Whipped cream, a drizzle of caramel, 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 and hold the cheese. Yeah, I've never had it with cheese, but I know it exists. Those people are insane. That's usually not how much cheese. It's usually just a little bit of that, cheese. Okay, Brooke's holding up a picture of this uh, to my camera right Apple now. Pie. It looks it looks it's like the- you'd expect it to look. Disgusting. <laughs> David, let us know what you'd choose as your last meal in your dream. Is it cheese pie, cheese fruit pie? Cheese pie? Or is it ham? Or KFC? But okay, so just to finalize, what I really think it boils down to, and I think it's, we both are on the same page. I think it's a very literal dream and self awareness. Mm-hmm. He even said this dream was a warning, you know, in needing to reflect on yeah. his life and how he treats others and himself. So maybe mm-hmm. he'll make these changes and his mind will finally set him free from that prison he created. I don't know. Very good. Good luck, Very David. Good. No, I agree. Because it could, it could either, you're right, it could either be, or he's right, it could either be a personal 
prison mm-hmm. or how he treats himself or how he treats other. I think that's the most insightful part of what he said. How, you know, yeah. it, who who is it that he's mistreating? Right. My dog's I barking. Agree. Hold on. Kingston's having a conniption. Did someone just show up? I don't think so, but someone's cutting their grass. So I think it's... Hey, Bestie, you enjoying the show? Why don't you tell the whole world by ordering some merch? Yeah, we've got some yeah. merch that maybe you guys would like to have. They're pretty cool. We've got sweatshirts, t-shirts, stickers, dream journals. You can find all of that at revelations.com slash store. I personally love my Sweet Dreams Bitches shirt. Okay, I love Is it that weird shirt. to wear your own merch? I don't know. I don't it's know. comfy. And <laughs> I, I like, like it. The, and then I, I, wo- I like that. And then I woke up one, too, like... We got some great merch, Bestie. Check it out. All right, Brooke, I've got some catnaps. And actually, this catnap goes really well with your dream that you just shared. Really? So crazy. Yeah, it does. So let's. Oh, we always have some way of connecting somehow each episode. I know. And this is weird. (laughs) All right. So I have this dream here from Kim, and she's from Tulsa. (gasps) Sorry. Did you hear that? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Spooky. Okay, calm down. He's become so vocal lately. Mama's busy. Mm. Lay down, please. All right. This dream comes from Kim, and she's from Tulsa. Last night I had a dream Ted Bundy was never executed via the electric chair. Oh. Told you. This was crazy. So weird. Well, also bad. Also bad, because... Also bad. Yikes. Also bad. (laughs) Also bad. He was released from prison in his old age. Oh, no. (laughs) He wanted to continue his serial antics, but was ready to take it a little slower. Those crazy antics of his. He was just. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just scoundrel, those antics. (laughs) Smashing someone's head in with a log. Mm -hmm. He's crazy. He's crazy. (laughs) He he planned to cause as much death and destruction as possible with minimal effort when he was old. So, he infected himself with the coronavirus. His first act of bioterrorism was sneaking into an assisted living facility in Seattle and kissing the patients to spread the disease. (laughs) Gross. Rude. Rude. Ted. Rude. I know you You think you're hot, but you just can't just go kiss an old people. The best, best part of you was within was when Zach Efron played you. Oh, agreed. Oh, I love Zach Efron. <laughs> oh, but Ted Bundy. Mm-mm. After the first death was confirmed, he took a cross-country trip visiting heavily populated cities to cough on as many people as possible. He visited <laughs> airports and bus or stations. He went to the harbors to infect boarding cruise passengers. After a few Hmm. weeks, he decided to lay low and watch the chaos unfold. He was filling with glee, and the death toll rose past his expectations. Then, out of nowhere, he got a brilliant idea. While everyone was panicking to purchase toilet paper and bottled water, he was going to infect the American toilet paper and water plants. Oh, wow. Could you imagine infecting toilet paper? He was a smart dude, but he was a smart dude. Hey, and there was that yeah. Tylenol killer. Th- Never caught. <laughs> Never caught. No, and like 
stuff you need every day, and I'm one of them. I am down to two rolls of toilet paper, one for each bathroom I have, and it's become an emergency situation. It was funny. During the pandemic, you know, when there was like that toilet paper shortage, we have a family of eight. We bulk buy toilet paper anyways. I'm like, we're good. We've got at least 600 rolls upstairs in the closet. Well, we're, I should have brought set. some home from your house. I'm gonna. I do the. I do the. We my pantry shopping when I go to Minnie's house. I go in the garage. I get some toilet paper, some V8, a bottle of water. <laughs> I'm set. So Kim says, after a few months had passed, he laid on his deathbed, unable to recover from the coronavirus. The American uh, economy was uh, on the brink of collapse, and the population had dwindled. To only 100,000. Oh, He accepted geez. death with a brilliant smile, and Ted Bundy mm. had fulfilled his dream of causing uncontrollable chaos on a global scale. You know that, TB. He's trouble. He is just trouble. <laughs> trouble. Now we know what happened, why there was even anything to begin with. But this is definitely, Kim, thanks for saying that. And she did note in her yes. uh, message, this was something she had during <laughs> during the pandemic, during the shutdown, where everyone was having in- insane dreams. Obviously, and yes. I wonder if she's a true crime fan, because she's just like pulling all the chaos from the universe, like Ted Bundy, in with the coronavirus. She's got to know at least a little something about true crime, because not everybody these days, because this was, you know, in, uh, yeah. what are we at? 20, Hi, heyday of the 30, 70s? Like 40 years ago, like 40 plus Makes me years feel old, ago. Brooke. No, you're a beautiful angel. But 40 plus years <laughs> ago, people, I mean, yeah, true crime buffs still talk about Ted Bundy, but it's not so much in the lexicon or the vernacular true. of, you know, a normal person. So she obviously Absolutely. has to have some true crime knowledge, right? Yeah. Right. He was a okay. tricky one, well, that one. Thanks, Kim. This is Jacques, and he's from East Hampton. Okay. Hi, Jacques. Hi. Bonjour, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Bonjour, Jacques. Putain. What's up? <laughs> What's up, she says. Okay, so in this dream, I was sitting on the couch watching an episode of Bob's Burgers. Suddenly, I get an okay. urge to piss. I think to myself, okay, let me stop. Let me backtrack. I just wanted to say that we had just kind of talked about the feeling of having to pee in a dream and whether you wake up to do uh-huh. or not. So I thought, so mm-hmm. I thought this one was really funny. So I get the urge to piss, he says. I think to myself, should I piss or should I wait? Being the lazy fuck that I am, I chose to wait. <laughs> Several oh, no. episodes. You just I gotta hope. go. You just gotta go. Just Several gotta episodes go. of Bob's Burgers were viewed until I got the urge again to piss. I love how he keeps saying piss, too, not pee. Right. I don't know what the word piss is. I gotta is, go tinkies. But like, I gotta go pee pee. Gotta go potsy. <laughs> so there I am holding my piss, not knowing if I have to pee in my dream or in my real life. I get up in my dream, finally, with my bladder ready to explode, I muster enough energy to take a massive leak. (laughs) Um, I usually wake up at this point, though I didn't. Now hungry, I stroll to the fridge. I open its magnificent door. Get some ham? I wish. I wish it were ham. Wait till you you hear what's in this fridge. With my eyes glittering, my face smiling as I encounter its glorious cold. 
only to be encountered by a miniature Vladimir Putin and uncountable <laughs> bottles of vodka. One <laughs> of those things is okay. I'll take the vodka. Right. I'll take the vodka. Liam Putin can Putin stay in behind. The fridge. He he can, he can stay, stay behind. There. Freeze to death. So <laughs> Putin yells something in Russian that I don't understand. <laughs> Pissed off, he jumps out of the fridge and starts shoving this- bottles of vodka up my ass. <laughs> what? Is this a miniature Putin? Because like, how is he fit in the fridge in the first place? I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things that like dropped into water and they expand so when he comes oh, out oh yeah yeah like a shrinky dink opposite of a like shrinky, a shrinky dink. dink or something like that yeah. but anyway the bottles of vodka up poor Jacques ass doesn't sound great so he, okay, no. again he jumps out of the fridge and starts shoving bottles of vodka up my ass then I woke up Ooh, that's unfortunate but let me say of course I always have a little bit more then I woke up covered in piss Obviously, oh, he didn't shit. make it. Laughing, confused, and questioning my sexuality and maturity. Good job, Jacques. <laughs> Absolutely. That was great. Absolutely. <laughs> we, and his stance have... on world politics. <laughs> I mean, love it. <laughs> well, you're not going to believe this. I'm two for two. I've got another world leader dream. Shut Well, I'm le- leader in quotes, like evil leader. But here we go. Okay, okay. you ready? But still, but still, okay. Weird, weird. We are on. We're synced. We're synced tonight. We're synced. We're simpatico. <laughs> All right. This dream I have is from Don, and Don is from Shreveport. Okay. Mm. I had a dream this morning, where I was on a public transportation bus and looking for a place to sit. There was Uh-oh. one empty seat, but it was next to. Oh, no. Kim Jong-un. Are you serious? We've got Putin. This is so Two of the worst world leaders. It is bananas. What's going on, people? What's going going on? on? Okay. So Kim Jong-un. I guess everyone in the United States was afraid to sit next to Kim Jong-un on a public transportation bus, so I decided to be nice and take the seat next to him. That is very nice. It is. No, I feel like it's a bad idea, and I, I have a feeling Kim Jong Un would not have any part of public transportation. <laughs> of course not. Nor being in the United States is that where this takes place? I can't remember. Yep, sounds like it. Okay. Yep. Sitting next to a real life dictator in a once in a lifetime opportunity, I decide to strike up a conversation with him in English. I don't know Korean. <laughs> Not even in my dreams. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> he was able to speak to me in pretty much perfect grammar, except for a few omitted particles. Don, are you an English teacher? We seem to you have a friendly chat is for it, a while. Is it participles? I don't know. Particles? Part- uh, maybe he's not an English teacher then. Maybe not. That's it. Participles. Um, so he replied in perfect English, and we decided to have a friendly chat for a while. I guess I let my guard down too much because he totally betrayed my trust. Shocker. Oh, <laughs> well, shocker there. <laughs> trust a dictator. My God. He suddenly started to put his hand over my mouth to smother me to death. After a few now, seconds Kim. of struggling, 
I managed to gain control and bash his head in to the railing of the bus seats a few times until he was bleeding and unconscious. This was totally in self-defense. I don't know whether I killed him in my dream. Fingers crossed. And I don't know whether I killed him in my dream. But then I woke up. Mm. (laughs) What is with the dictator theme tonight? I'm not liking it. I'm not enjoying this very much. No, it's not great. But like we've got. Let's talk about like evil people of the world. No. No. Mm. Let's talk about Mm -mm. good people like you and me. We should run for (laughs) no. We shouldn't run for politics. No, I don't want to. I don't want to run for office. Mm. This is what we do, Mindy. My feelings would get hurt too easily, and I couldn't deal with people. (laughs) But thank you, Don. I'm glad. I'm glad you took care of that situation for thank you uh, on behalf of all Americans. Thank you (laughs) for self defending. And maybe (laughs) no, (laughs) no, Brooke. Brooke Jennifer, no. We are not hashtag Brooke, world dictators. Oh, no. She called me by my name. I can't. <laughs> I feel so okay, it's gonna, it'll It'll hit. It'll hit. We're not there yet. Don't worry. Okay. We'll find something. Okay. 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 I've got another cat now. <laughs> Great. Hopefully. Please say it's not about a world dictator. It's, it's not. This is Erica, and she's from NYC. So last night I dreamed I was being kidnapped. Two bad guys were holding my arms to drag me away. I was fighting them off, but they were overpowering me. I had lost hope until my Krav Maga instructor showed up. Hell yeah. Get your Krav Maga instructor there. What is, wait, Uh, time out. What is that? Krav Maga is a fighting style. And it's oh, badass, okay. and it's usually nice. learned when you are in the Israeli army. But we are all over the world tonight. <laughs> I mean, we, we're traveling around. Um, okay, so I'm just going to give you a little description. It's okay. a self-defense technique that uses the most robust and effective methods of striking with the hands, feet, head, and other body parts. It is an Israeli martial art developed for the mm. Israeli Defense Forces. is derived from a combination used in Aikido, Judo, Karate, Boxing, and Wrestling. Kick so it's ass. badass. It is badass. Yes, so and she's I, badass. Got it. She's cool. badass. And that she's taking Krav Maga classes. Like, yeah. And I've always kind of mm. wanted to learn a little bit about it. But I would sign anyway, up with you in a heartbeat. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Totally. So totally. her Krav Maga, thank God, her instructor shows up. I was gleeful. I was sure he'd save the day like a good hero. At least oh, no. I was until he tells the soldiers they are kidnapping me wrong. You go <laughs> no. behind her for the sleeper hold. Tight. Hand on bicep. And you pick up her legs so she has no leverage. She'll be unconscious in under 10 seconds. Then you can tie her up for transport. That is not. I would definitely unenroll from this class in a heartbeat. If she gets away from these kidnappers, do not go back to this Krav Maga instructor. I wouldn't make that last payment on the classes either. I'd be like, no, I'm changing my credit card number. You're not going to charge me. Credit card number. Mm -mm. (laughs) Who cancels a check anymore? Have you ever have you ever canceled a check? No. I can't no. remember the last time I wrote a check. 
I mean, there's probably I've never like canceled. one bill a year. I think there's probably like one bill a year that I have to pay with check. So I have like yeah. a whole, I have like six checkbooks. I'll probably have them for the rest of Take my life. Take you till the day you die. Yes, because yeah. I write about the only thing I year. write checks for, or like the kids' school stuff, like um, or deposits stuff. Like or have something to... like that. Yeah. yeah, it's very, very rare. I don't even know if my my teenagers would know how to fill out a check. Oh, I hmm. doubt they would. They don't teach that I shit don't. anymore. Oh no, no. Like you said, they don't even teach cursive. Definitely not check writing or how to do your taxes. <laughs> All right. Oh, did you get your taxes done, Mindy? No, I was working on the podcast today, and I have until Tuesday. <laughs> oh, get done. Get done. It's not fun when you have a small business. Okay, I'm gonna go short and sweet on this one. <laughs> Love this one it. comes from John, and John's from Burbank, California. Love it. And I, and I don't. I, I'm curious how old John is. But let's read it. Okay. Okay. Today I dreamed I touched a friend's boobs. <laughs> I think John is very young. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw out a guess here <laughs> that John is very young. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. But she told me she had four instead of two. Ooh, double the pleasure. It was nice. And then he woke up. Hey, John. This, hey, John. Sounds John, pretty sweet. I mean, you could you could be 40, and that's fine, too. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you enjoyed it. They are made for fun. They, and, and nutritional reasons. <laughs> In a very different way. And maybe you had just watched, like, the original Total Recall, where the alien with three boobs was there and every guy who watched that movie mm. at that time knows what I'm talking about but maybe okay. he just like added another one not three four double John. double the fun double the fun Get it. you think they're all the same size or is it like oh, too small wow. too large okay curious well in total recall they were all the same size but in my head okay. now I think I want them to each be a <laughs> different size and a different uh-huh. shape maybe a droopy one maybe a high and tight one maybe an a cup a f- maybe a 50 year old boob uh, a 15 year old boob a, let's get them all in there we're equal opportunity and what kind of boob bra are. oh jeez Victoria's secret you need to you need to get on that. You need to you need to figure that out because or John's or got... Kim Kardashian with her skims, she seems to have figured it out. Hashtag, I don't think we've done Kim yet. We've done a couple Kardashians. What does Kim Kardashian dream? There we go. I, I think hers and would Putin look fantastic. And Kim Jong Il. Oon. No, we're not. Oon. We're not Oon. doing it. No, we're not doing it for. I know the that was leaders. his dad. Kim Jong Il was leaders. his dad. Okay. Thanks, Kim yeah. Kardashian. Let us know, Kim. And um, send us some send samples. Send us some. Free- I was just going to say, send us some samples. Maybe we'll put our sizes and- in the show notes and, you know, send them some skims. <laughs> we'll wear them. We love it. Thank you. Woohoo. <laughs> this next one I have isn't too long either. It's from Leslie from Colorado. The thing that I found funny about it is she titled it The Omelette Dream. <laughs> 
So, oh, I'm I'm in a hundred percent already. Mm-hmm. I Let's I go. knew you would be. The first throw the part ham in the omelet. Ham. We've got a ham theme running throughout the night. Fantastic. The first part of the dream. I'm flipping an omelet and letting it cook on the stove. Next, I hand it to this random guy. We've got a rando. Rando. I have no idea what he's doing with me. I know that this seems silly, but that is basically the dream. But she says, I have this dream in different places, such as a cabin or a survival shelter. She has it all the time. (laughs) She's always making an just omelet, omelets, no matter just, where she is. Omelet. That's interesting. I just think I omelet think it's funny. Mm. Omelet dream. Mm. Mm. I want an omelet. Ah, that sounds so good. Mindy, right now. can you make me a bloody Mindy and an omelet the next time at your house if we're not too hungover of to course, eat breakfast? Darling. Of course, of course. It could be lunch. Yeah, it's usually that's usually the problem. <laughs> it's brunch. It's brunch. Come on over for Mother's well, Day. <laughs> okay. I have pets. <laughs> then I'll make my kids Mindy. make us omelets. <laughs> Can your kids make Bloody Marys? I mean, Bloody Mindy's as good as you do. Um, I, they yes, they can. And, and I, judge I me all so you want. You. Judge no. me all you want. My kids know how to make me a Bloody Mary on Mother's Day morning. That isn't that all you really want. My cousin's kid mm. will make us all our mixed drinks at the holidays. Like nice. he knows, how, you just tell him what to. It's a rite of passage. Beer, it's easy, yeah. Or I can be like, sure. I want a Malibu and pineapple, and he'll come with it. I'm like, here's a buck. Good deal. I remember making my dad like rum and cokes as a kid. He's and he'd all, always like he's sitting down watching his evening news. He's like, can you grab me another? Can you give me another um, rum and coke? And I'm like, sure. And I go to the and I'm like, I have no idea how much rum goes. Is it is it two parts rum, one part coke? Is it half? I I have no idea. But as I've gotten older, I've learned as the night goes on, you give dad less rum, more coke. <laughs> you start off strong, and then you slowly, slowly, slowly lessen the rum for dad. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> it. My dad always asked me to make him like a whiskey and diet, and I'm like, mm. you have a son that has worked in the bar industry for how many years? <laughs> I have no yep. idea because of that and other bartender friends. Like, I have no idea sure. how to make a drink ratios. And I'm like, how's this? And he's always like, it's fine. And I'm like, he took a big <laughs> drink of it. I'm like, oh, well, do you have like super some strong. more Diet Coke to that? And he's like, I can't find a good balance. I'm not a good bartender. That's why I just yeah, well, pre made. You sound like the perfect bartender to me. Make him oh. strong. Get them strong. Get the tips. <laughs> get them strong and hang them long. <laughs> very, very good. Well, thank you for all the catnap submitters. We had a lot of fun reading those today. We did, thank you, thank you. We did. It was a great time. <laughs> I know Mindy already talked about great merchandise we have, but there are so many other ways you can support the show. You can become part of our sleepover squad, and that is probably the best squad. The best squad all around. You get extra footage. You get videos. You get all kinds of fun stuff. And also, word of mouth. Probably one of the best and easiest ways to support us. But if you do want to check out our merch, support us, or go to our sleepover squad, just go to remolations.com slash support. And we'd love to have you help us stay around 
to entertain you because we love you guys so much. We do. We do. Oh, my gosh. I got a topic for you. Hold on. Let me give myself oh, some space here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not going to tell you how many pages this is because, you know, Mindy and her research. Um, God damn. <laughs> Are we going to be here for for another couple hours? <laughs> no. Is it I'll seven it pages or less? Please tell me it's seven pages or less. Damn you, Mindy. No. It's over seven. Are we talking about But it's really big fun. It's really... One, two, <laughs> three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I twelve. But and front and back. But that's it's like a small research paper. It's okay. We're good. That's I, it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be so informative and interesting. Oh, and it's big God. font. It's big font. Is it is it fourteen inch font? <laughs> Yes, it is 14-inch font. Of course it is. It's the only way so to reach that's, it. That's why there's 12 pages. It's one. The end. Done. The end. That was Mindy's topic. Oh, it was great. Thank you for sharing. So, Brooke, you used to live in the Chicago area. Um, let me ask you this question. Did you ever take the L? Of course I took the L. Yeah, I love... I mean... Don't necessarily love the album. Yeah, I took <laughs> Who it. Who does? Yeah, I lit. I used and you to want, live like and, a block and for, from the blue line. Okay, okay. Now, can, can you explain for our bestie what the L is? The L in the for Chicago those land area. Yeah, it's like a, it's almost what you would consider kind of like a subway. It's a, it's a whole system of transportation. And some of the stops are underground, but mostly it's called L because it's elevated. It goes through the city above buildings, not above buildings, but it goes all over the city <laughs> of Chicago and partly out into the suburbs. Right, right. Okay. So, and I had to look up why it was called the L because it's elevated. It's also mm -hmm. known as the CTA, the Chicago Transit yep. Authority. Um, but it was built above ground after like New York and Boston. Those are all underground subways. Mm -hmm. But Chicago's like, you know, we like doing things different and it's less mm -hmm. expensive and we're cheap. So we're going to build our subway <laughs> above ground. And that's hey. how we got our transportation system here in Chicago. Called the L. <laughs> Called the L. OK, so I'm going to tell you a little story here. Oh, boy. On the early morning of March 24th, 2014. Were you still living in Chicago at the time in 2014? Or was it? Yes. It was right around I when moved, you moved to Iowa. Okay. Um, I moved in 2016. So, yes, I okay. was still there. So, you might remember the story. Okay. At 2.45 okay. a.m., a woman by the name of Nikisha Thomas, she was 22. She was in the third car of the CTA Blue Line train as it pulled out of the Rosemont station. Okay. Knowing she'd arrive at the O'Hare stop, the next stop down the line, in about four, about four short minutes. Sure. Now, for those that may not know the Chicago area here, the O'Hare's are our major airport. Mm -hmm. um, everyone, I'm sure, has heard of it, unless you're international. Maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't. And when, as the L train, as the train comes into the station, it kind of goes underground, but there's a, a place at the at the airport where it, the train lets off people headed to the airport. That yeah, it's sense. basically the blue line yeah, okay. is like a big U pretty much. 
starts mm-hmm. at O'Hare, kind of goes downtown, and then back up around to certain. It's a big U, so yep. it's a, it's one of the bigger big lines. U. Yes. As Miss Thomas was waiting for her train to arrive at O'Hare, she was about to start her shift at the Hudson Newsstand. Now, we all know the Hudson nice. Newsstands at the airports, right? We all go there. We all go there. <laughs> we all have to get some checks mix oh, and a book. Get some or get, new, get your or, book, or a your magazine. magazine. <laughs> oh. I love myself yeah, a good people a magazine before a flight. Yeah, you got to get the Ooh, water. I like it during the flight. You're like, yeah, fuck, this is great. <laughs> Oh, God, give me those like star mag. Uh, that is like a guilty pleasure of mine. Give me like oh, those good. tabloid magazines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. Into the crossword. It. Okay. <laughs> so Miss Thomas was was waiting to disembark the train as it pulled into the station. And all of a sudden, according to her, quote, I heard a big noise. I felt my chest hit the seat in front of me. And then my back hit the seat behind me. And then the lights went out. I got what? up and I walked out and I hollered. I got scared. I started shaking. I was a nervous wreck. What? Wait, so the reality what? of the reality of the situation set in when she saw the first car of the train had not stopped at the end of the tracks and it had jumped the end of the tracks and was now on top of the platform escalators leading up to the airport terminals. I don't remember this at all. Do you? Really? Yes, I remember this. I thought I thought this was going to be the story of the red line. I think it was the red line that jumped the tracks and ran into a like Oh, there's there's plenty of a business or something. <laughs> CTA is no, not the greatest, I guess. They don't have the best track record and we're going to get into that a little bit here. Okay. Thomas was one of 50 passengers on board the Blue Line train early that morning. Another passenger was 37-year-old Yolanda Montez. She was a security officer at the airport. She was heading to work as well, and she was on the sixth car of the eight-car train. At the time of the impact, her head struck the middle pole inside her train car (gasps) and a door, causing injuries to her head and neck. Oh, no! 23-year-old Delilah Jefferson was a security officer at O'Hare Airport. She was riding the first car when the train jumped the tracks. Delilah was about to get off the train when the first car... She was in catapulted forward as the car went up the escalator. She oh, had to be extracted oh from the car and experienced severe pain in a broken foot as well as neck and back injuries. Oh, my gosh. This is terrible. These are just three of the 33 passengers that were transported to the local hospitals that morning. Oh, my god! Luckily, there were no fatalities during oh, this incident. God. But let me get into a little bit about what happened that morning. And what got us here. And I'm going to send you, Brooke, a picture real quick. And I'm going to have you explain it to our bestie. Okay. Okay. I just sent you a a couple pictures here. If you can take a look at your text and explain to our bestie what you're seeing in these photos. Holy shit. Okay. (laughs) Yep. You can certainly see that first car is off the track and on the platform heading up the escalator. Could you imagine being on that? Besides being on the train, could you imagine being on that right. platform? Okay, so let me look. I know you sent me more than one. Holy shit. Okay, I know I said that for the last <laughs> one too. But this one. Oh, it's, that's what these pictures will make you say, yeah. This one literally shows the first train car almost all the way to the top of the escalator. Okay, Scary. Let's look at. Awful. Oh, oh, my God. And this one is kind of 
a view from the top of the escalator. So you see the front of the train, but you also see all the cars behind it. It's all yeah. on the platform and on the escalator. Oh, that's terrifying. Terrifying. terrifying photos and we're i'll post a link in our yeah. show notes to all of this we'll post it in our facebook group if you haven't joined check the show notes or search for revelations besties um yeah so and there's also a video and there's also a video and i'm going to send this to you as well at the end um uh, of this train now luckily according to thomas who we talked about the, f- the first um survivor of this she said, just so everyone knows, this is a really busy part of the airport. Like at peak times during flights taking off, there's like thousands of people going up and down these escalators. Easily. easily. Crazy thing at this time is it was 2.40 in the morning. And it's mostly airport employees that were on this train. Sure. But it is amazing that no one had died. And according to Thomas, she said, I'm used to seeing someone on that escalator Every time of every day. So to know that nobody was on the escalator and no one died, it's a miracle to me. Thank so, God. Oh. It was such early morning accident. But oh, does, my God. Do we know what happened? Well, then I started guy? clicking and I found the NTSB report. And so for our besties mm-hmm. that may not be in the United States, the NTSB is the National Transportation Safety Board. And it's an independent federal agency that is dedicated to the safety of aviation, railroad, um, highway, marine, and pipelines. So, like, they kind of take all of the things, mass transport Mm -hmm. type things, and then make sure it's safe. So, whenever there's an accident, the NTSB has to investigate. And I found the report from this, and this is, the once again, the rabbit hole that Mm. Mindy goes down. Shit. I'm kind of (laughs) scared. So let's talk about the train operator. So again, this this accident happened at 2.49 a.m. The train operator was uh, Miss Brittany Hayward. She was 25 years old. That's young. Yeah, very young. She started the job in April of 2023. No, 2013. Nope. Um, (laughs) Right? And then she became an operator in 2014. So... I was curious about, you know, what kind of training goes into becoming a train operator. You'd think it'd be like a lot of intense training, right? You kind of have everyone's lives in your hand. You're going fast. So to become a train operator, you need 17 days of training. That's it? 17 days of training? Well, let me break it down for you. Seven days of classroom training where you're learning about like signs, symbols, how the train works, blah, blah, blah. Eight days of field training, two days of training on your specific rail car, and you had to pass tests. You had to pass with a score of 100 on, like, signal identification and knowing certain things. So it's not like you get, like, a 50% pit. But anyhow. And then you must operate the train for 10 days under supervision. But still, I mean, it seems a little light to me. This is a lot of responsibility. A lot of Chicago's a big city. Everyone uses the L. Oh boy. Ugh. Okay. So this accident happened only two months into her being a train operator. Brittany went on duty at 8:40 p.m. on the night of March 23rd, 2014. Wait, did you say it was her second night? Second month. Oh, second month. Okay. Second Oof. month. Yep. Okay. 
Oof. So she starts at 8.40 p.m. the night before the accident. Her her route is she has five scheduled trips between Logan Square and mm-hmm. O'Hare. So the blue line okay. normally goes uh, as much longer, but because it was under construction that year, half of it was closed. It only went from Logan Square to O'Hare. She was in charge of train number 141. There were okay. 10 stations between Logan Square and O'Hare. It's a 10-mile okay. trip, and each round, each leg of the trip would take 25 minutes. So it would take her 25 minutes to get from Logan Square to O'Hare, 25 minutes sure. to get from O'Hare to Logan Square. So each way was 25 minutes. The yeah. train she was in charge of was eight cars. And according to investigation, she felt good at the start of her shift. She was awake. She felt great. This accident happened on her fourth round trip. So it was towards, oh, you know, the middle end the of end. Her, her shift. She says to the NTSB that when she got to the Harlem station on her fourth trip, which is about 10 minutes away from O'Hare. Sorry, that was know the, like you know one the stop before. That was one stop before my stop, but on the other. End, okay. Sorry. But on the other end of the U. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... She was at the Harlem station when she turned off the heat because she felt it was too warm in the car and it was making her feel a little drowsy. So this okay. is 10 minutes prior to the accident. Good thinking. <laughs> yes, excellent. But then she started feeling tired right after that Rosemont stop, which is about four mm. or five minutes out from O'Hare, the last stop before O'Hare. She said she was feeling tired. She tried staying awake, but sometimes those midnight ships were difficult. And she said it was most challenging when she worked shifts between 2 and 3 a.m. Which is exactly this time. Yeah, yeah. She does remember dozing off. She does remember falling asleep. And she does remember that the sound of the safety trip track is what woke her. She only realized it too late, and the train had already collided with a bumping post near the end of the center pocket track. She does remember the car left the tracks. It hit the barrier, the safety posts, it went up the escalator. So it wasn't only the first track that was derailed, but it was also the second car as well. Oh my So the question God. is, how does this happen? How does this yes. happen? Because you'd think even if someone did fall asleep that there'd be some safety measures to right. prevent such a tragedy. Yeah, like something that could slow the train down or something. I don't know. That's horrific. Yeah, you think there's uh. like there's like Double double safety, right? Double safety. Yeah. No. So let's talk about the station a little bit. So when you get into O'Hare, there and by the way, from until I moved to Chicago and I'm probably the first ten years of living in Chicago, I called it O'Hara Airport. And everyone's like, it is not O'Hara Airport. You called it O'Hara? <laughs> yes. Why? Is and that you just thought that's I don't know. what it was? I, th- I don't know, O'Hara. Like Scarlet O'Hara? I don't know. <laughs> You're cracking. You're killing me. I will I'll admit to that. But I know it's O'Hara. Well, thank now. you. Oh, yep. good. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> so how the station works at O'Hara uh, is there, O'Hara. There is there's three train tracks that come into the CTA terminal there. There's one, two, and three. So tracks one and three were occupied at the time, which caused this train, train 141, to divert to the center, what they call pocket track. It's the the center track. And there's actually interlocking switches that make it happen. The train correctly went into the the middle track. 
This particular track was designed in 1980. Holla, the year we were born. I don't think it's hey. a good thing. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't celebrate it. But um, are we saying we're old particular... and and we're going to cause train accidents? <laughs> travesties. Travesties. Mm-hmm. But when it was originally designed, they designed it with a safety feature that an eight-car track could strike the buffer. So there's like a, a we're going to talk about in a yeah. short little bit here. There's a buffer at 15 miles an hour and be fine. Unfortunately. Oof. How fast was she going? <laughs> The NTSB investigators contact one of these former project managers of the 80s, and he recalled that the middle center track, there was not enough room to add the extra energy friction shoes on the track, and so instead they just tightened the fastenjers, like, tighter. What? Like a cheap Like, there's not enough room safety? for the safety, but we'll just tighten everything just a little extra, is what happened. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that might have been a mistake. Not, yeah, probably. Now, here's something I learned. CTA trains have cap speeds that are fixed at 0, 15, 25, 35, and 55 miles an hour. So there's certain they parts of the track 55? that are... Wow. Out in the suburbs, yeah, they go up pretty high. Yeah. I mean, you can't go around the loop like that. But no, 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 out no, here, that's yeah, a they go quick. Pretty, like metras, yeah. So they okay, have certain fixed it. speeds. There are things that are supposed to happen when a train exceeds the recommended speed for that area. There is like an okay. audible alarm and it mm-hmm. lets the conductor know that a brake must be applied within 2.5 seconds or oh. the train will automatically stop. Okay, so, so there, there are, are safety, safety measures things. in place, but that just but, didn't happen? What happened here? I think the big issue came between this middle track. Tracks one and three were what they call a bumping post. The bumping post is like the limit you can have on a track. So the bumping posts on track one and three were set at 15 miles an hour. Track two in the middle was set to 25 miles an hour. So it would not have given the train operator any sort of warning unless it went over 25 miles per hour at that point. The train was clocked at 23 miles per hour. Damn it! Why was the middle track less than the other two tracks? Mm-hmm. 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 So once it hits those, like, barriers, there's another another thing that happens. It's called a red signal. It requires the operator to stop the train, and if it does not stop the train by the time the red light, red signal flags, Mm -hmm. it should automatically... start stopping it and what stops it is called a trip what what went wrong with all these safety features that nothing caught it like i can understand one goes down but multiple Mm -hmm. safety features going down like what the fuck cta yep first of all the the posted speed like the speed bumper was too high it should have been 15 it was 25 so it didn't it didn't trip the first safety feature the second one it noticed that the train was going too fast. It did it did trip the second one, which was the track trip. And so it's what the track trip is, it's positioned at the end of the rail. So it starts applying automatic brakes once the train gets there. Okay. That started slowing down the train, but it was just too much momentum for it to slow down at that point. Too little. Then too there's late. what's called a bumping post. And a bumping post is 
Like that shock absorber, if you think about it, if a train hits this, it should absorb some of the momentum of the train. It's like on some of those freeway exits, like have those big barrels, right? It's just something to absorb it. Yeah. So it did hit that. It just didn't slow it down enough. And then finally, there's these things called energy fraction shoes that if it hits the bumper, those shoes are set to like add some more resistance. Those are the the things they tightened. They didn't have enough space. They just tightened them. So it's just kind of a- Oh my God. So this is why it jumped the tracks? Yes. It just had too much energy, didn't have enough safety time, and jumped the tracks up into the escalator. Oh my God. I Could you imagine if this was rush hour? I'm like freaking out oh, right now. Like tragic. 2.40 in tragic. the morning, not that many people around, but rush hour, this thing, oh my God, my uh, heart would have been fatal. Yeah. So they said that the distance that required with the weight of that train should have been 78 feet and they had less than 44 to actually stop the momentum half. of the train. And that's why it- Like half? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, this is horrifying. So not only was the safety features, that was one thing that the NTSB concluded was the problem, but the other was the fact that the conductor of the train did fall asleep. So how it works with CTA, and and here's the thing I find that through this platform, maybe we can get some more education out there about if you're sleepy, don't work. Just don't, like, let someone know that you're a little tired. Follow Mindy. When she, I, I, I believe you. Like when you have been tired, because all you do is oh, go, 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 go. And let me say, go, 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 go. And go, 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 go. That you have been smart enough to know that when you're too tired to drive or something, that you will pull over and take a nap. Could you imagine? And that's just you in the car at that time. Yeah. Could you yeah. imagine being you're responsible a- for eight? train cars and you're a little sleepy yep holy shit so let's talk about that so how the cta makes the schedules for their train (laughs) operators is they have every six to nine months they allow the seniority people to pick their schedules and if you if you're not in your senior section you get put on what's called an extra board so if someone calls in sick or they need a day off people are called from the extra board to work and so that's what okay. happened on this shift. She was on the extra board, was not planning to work this shift. So on the day of the accident, Brittany had one of these extra shifts. She arrived home at 4 a.m. after working, and she claimed that she slept until about 2 or 3 p.m. in the afternoon before going in her shift that started at 8 p.m. So she's saying she okay. got, you know, about, let's see, 4 to, what do you say, 2? That's like 10 hours of sleep, right? Yeah, she's saying four she got a good amount of eight, sleep. 8, 9, 10. Yeah. Yeah. She said she got a good amount of sleep. When they do an investigations for these accidents, they do check operators' cell phones. And at the time of the accident, she wasn't texting. There was no phone data or usage at the time. But they also said that the claim of sleeping was not true. According to the NTSB, she made an outgoing call at 10.45 a.m. She sent a text shortly thereafter, another text at 11.04 a.m., numerous messages until at least 2.30 p.m. that day. So in the time that she said she had slept, she was it was ne- not away. necessarily true. She was texting. So she and, was tired. And, it was, and it's true. At 2.30 p.m., her, her texting and the cell phone data did stop, but that would only really give her maybe 
a few hours of sleep before her shift. After you don't know how board. fast she falls asleep if she sleeps soundly. Oh no, any of that. So even if a few hours and you're in charge of eight carloads of not carloads, fifty people, train cars of people. Yeah. Mm. According to their I'm investigation, nervous. she was in good health. She had no medical conditions. Normal. Sleeping usually, she had a, she was a low risk for sleep apnea, but overall her health was good. She did tell the investigators that in order to feel rested, she needed between six and eight hours of sleep a night. And it was also came out that the week before the accident, she had worked fifty five point seven hours, Ooh. including a one double shift. She was overtired, maybe, and. The day of the accident was her 12th consecutive calendar day she had worked. Ooh, she hadn't had any time off? 12 consecutive days of working? Let's take no. a second here to be like, who's supervising this? Who who mm. approves these, right? Who says, like, yeah, you can pick up extra shift? Sure. We don't need you to sleep. It's fine. She also said her commute to work was some somewhere between 90 minutes and two hours to get to her job. Let's talk about the awful Chicago transit system. Yeah, Highways and no stuff, right? Shit. And okay, so she's exhausted and she still takes the train for two hours and then goes to work. This lady, oh my God, she's exhausted. And, and who knows? And I'm not trying to blame her because obviously that was not no, her intention going to work and falling asleep. Mm-mm. But it seems like it should have. There are multiple things that failed in this, in this the timeline. Safety, the safety, backups the safety backup failed. Allowing people to times. work so much. I mean, who knows? Maybe and she then, had to pay bills. Maybe she had to port kids. You yeah, trying to do it as a parent or as a person surviving? But Ugh. also, it could just be that yes, she was tired. She's trying to get some extra shifts. It could be the fact that the one safety thing failed. The second safety thing failed. There's a lot of variables in this story. There is. Now, here's the thing that I also find interesting is, I'd say six weeks before this issue, she was given a written warning because she had fallen asleep and failed to properly stop at a station platform. Jesus Christ. Before this, Does she have... Okay, but she also has only worked there like two months, right? So like a month in. Two months as being an operator. Yeah. Okay, so a month in, she gets a warning, and then two months in, she has an epic train crash. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. And only a few days before, she was written up because she was late for her shift, and she had claimed she had overslept. Yeah, because she doesn't get any sleep. Wow. Yeah. It's frustrating. It's very frustrating. Yeah, and it is. and luckily no one had died from this, but there are a lot of it a lot of injuries. According to the CTA, they do not limit overtime employees can take in a given work week. No limit. Dumb. So in Dumb. Be- people are tired. You've got people putting their lives on the line to have these people be at full capacity. Yep. According to the local union for the Alma, I guess it, the Transit Union Local 308, employees could not be assigned to work more than 13 hours straight. However, employees could voluntarily work overtime. That's a bunch of bullshit. It's like truckers. You could only drive safely so many hours unless they pump you up full of meth and every other 
and every other bad chemical there is. Like, no, this isn't right. Now, they are required if they work two eight or nine hour shifts back to back, like working a double, which, first of all, sounds like not a good idea. They are required Mm -hmm. to have eight hours off between their shifts. But even eight hours, say you drive, so like this conductor here, she two hours worked, drives home two hours. So you drove home, back two hours. you immediately go to sleep. What? That doesn't seem safe at all. Well, and they, this is things they investigate. Like I said, they go through your cell phone data to see how much you did sleep. I will post this interesting thing that they actually looked at the last seven days leading up to the accident and what Ooh. her duty time was versus her activities at home and when she slept. It this doesn't is, look like interesting. she slept enough. That's that's for sure. On the 23rd, she said, you know, she got home around 4 a.m. She stayed home, slept till about 2 or 3. But again, according to cell phone data, that might not she have been the case. and stuff, yeah. And there was multiple times in prior days that she had worked morning shifts and not evening shifts so her whole circadian rhythm of being asleep was was not consistent you can't go from working a third shift to a first shift to a third shift your body will never adjust that way so that was also determined to be a bad um, thing overall here's what the ntsb decided was the cause of this accident they determined that the probable cause of the accident was failure of the train operator to stop the train at the appropriate signal due to falling asleep as the result of fatigue, which was the result of challenges of working shift work, circadian factors, and acute sleep loss resulting from her ineffective off-duty time management. Whoa, in addition, ineffective off-duty time management? That's, that's harsh. Like a harsh. It is Ooh, harsh. It is harsh. Baby, that hurts. In addition, the CTA failed to effectively manage the operator's work schedule to mitigate the risk of fatigue, contributing to the severity of the accident, and also the failure to identify the insufficient stopping distance and inadequate speed restriction at the center pocket track at O'Hare. 15, not 25. It's a train of things that went wrong, you know, and we just need to bring attention to working and sleeping and how Work, important it is yes and having shifts and proper rest in between and livable so working hours she she was just so overtired that i yeah. i'm not giving any excuses but like she was two no, months it's into one this. Of those things it's it's trying terrible. to make a living it's terrible yeah you're trying to so do what you can the question is what was recommended as a change by the NTSB. Yes. The CTA downgraded the speed code of that middle track to 15 miles per hour, as it should have been. Okay, that's one. The train operator, she was removed from her job, and they also Mm -hmm. had to update their recommendations on sleep being required between shifts. (laughs) But according to my research, it doesn't seem like that was really... It's not that anything really had come of that, according they're to what They're saying I, that for right. the press, but they're not enacting it, it yeah. sounds like. No, no. Okay. I mean, and it's such one of those things, especially driving on a track where it's visually repetitive. How? Yes. That should be like one of the most, I mean, there's one thing where there's things changing in front of you all the time. Like if you're a 
firefighter or a police officer. Yeah, like different scenarios. What's in front of you yeah. is changing. But that highway hypnosis that happens, especially. Right. It should be the same oh. on the train. Train hypnosis. Yeah. Track track hypnosis should track be Track hypnosis. <laughs> I've just discovered it. And just to wrap up, there were long lasting effects from this. And, and like I said earlier, thank goodness there were no fatalities. But that 37 year old Yolanda Montez, she did uh, file a lawsuit against Cook County and she mm-hmm. was awarded $6.6 million for her injuries, which included a concussion, a level one fusion of her neck. Level two lumbar This is the one fusion. that hit her head on the bar and then yeah. got hit behind, yeah. too. Oh. Yeah. She mm-hmm. was working at the airport as a bags handler, and she has now permanent lifting restrictions. According to her attorney, she said she made the best out of a bad situation, but unfortunately, her dreams of becoming a full-time law enforcement officer were never going to come true. She's satisfied oh. with the outcome. But she put her trust in the jury and it made a fair decision for her. Wait, she got six million dollars? Six million, yeah. And there was another mm. uh, TSA employee, Michael Moore, who was on the train at the time, who was awarded four point one million. And as a whole, and those fifty passengers that were on board, thirty three were injured. I think the the lower ends of the lawsuits I saw were fourteen thousand for someone who had injuries. And that was just the lawsuits were, you know, kind of above $11 million in lawsuits. But the, even the damages to the terminal in that escalator were $11 million. Oh, $11 million in damages um, to the track, to wow. the train, to the terminal and the escalator. So, yikes. Wow. And that's the story of train 141, the Chicago O'Hare. Well, thank you for derailment. sharing that. That's insane. Holy moly. Yeah. Holy moly. It's, you get on public transportation, a flight, and we've had, we've talked about flights before. It's, it's terrifying. Sleep is one of those things that when you're stepping onto you can't help it. transportation, can't you help want it. people to be wide be well awake rested. and bushy tailed. <laughs> but yeah, you go on public transportation with this sense of trust. You know, yeah, everybody you do. does. So that's what's scary about the situation. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Terrifying. Maybe. Terrifying. So how was your how was your week? Oh, the week has been good, except for I had a little bit of an accident. I was oh, no. feeding, getting ready to feed the cats, and I had like the water running to rinse out their canned food and their lid, but the lid dropped partially in the disposal. Not that I turned oh. the disposal on, but I just reached in because the water was filling up. I reached and grabbed the lid to the cat food, and it just went. Mm. Blood was like Ow. squirting out the water that was in the sink was turning pink. I'm like, ah, this can't be good. Oh, Lord. I've got like all these paper towels wrapped around my finger and the cats are all by my feet. Like, we're still hungry. We don't know what happened. So I'm like trying to do everything left handed. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I got to somehow figure out how to put a band in. I mean, it was gushing. I thought, oh, God, am I going to have to get a... Is your tetanus shot up to date? I think it is. Yes. But it would be like one... stitch and i'm like okay i'm just gonna keep holding pressure uh, on it um it didn't hurt at all 
But the next day it started to yes. like, you know, that oh, throb. Yeah, hurt like a that mother. Throbby. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I still have this on just because it can't, it doesn't hurt. It's not bleeding, but it's still not healed. So there's still exposure. So that was my week. How oh. was yours? Um, yeah, oh, was fun. you know, remember we had that episode called Unwanted Crotch Passenger where a bee's flying into my car? <laughs> it happened again. It happened again yesterday. All of a sudden, I look to my right and there is a a bee fl- like in my car. I'm going 55 miles an hour. And I'm like, shit. He's just hanging again? out. He's just chilling. No, he's getting close. And so here I am. He's I'm going. Fi- there's nowhere to pull over. I'm like in farm fields. There's nowhere. There's a car behind me. I take off my shoe, my tennis shoe at that. I take off my tennis shoe and I'm like swatting at it, hoping not to like cause any more driving distraction, I guess. But how how distracted were you when you had to reach down and take off your shoe? I think it was more distracting to make sure it was not going to attack me. Okay, got it. I had to incapacitate it with my shoe, Brooke. Of course, I understand completely. Just incapacitate him to the point of not being able to sting me. I got Um, it. So there was that. Yep, just another unwanted crotch passenger. And I another unwanted crotch passenger. I can't. I can't even take it. I took care of it. I took care. But other than that, we are... Mm-hmm. We are preparing for our Taylor Swift concert in a couple weeks here. Oh my God, are you so excited? Do you have everything so planned? excited? You're driving, right? We're driving. We have costumes. We're working on costumes. So I just got oh. this really very cool, like bejeweled bustier. I guess I'm going to call oh. it. Um, oh, I'm aware. Because I am the Midnight's era. So I've got. This is really, I'll send you a picture and these like little hot pants. I need to um, see this immediately. Oh, and hot pants. So we're working on, co- we're Damn. working on costumes. We got to work on some friendship bracelets. Um, yeah. So Do all, they all have like all their favorite era? Like, so are there yes. all different yes. costumes? No one's wearing the same So thing. exactly. The youngest is going as like her debut album. So she's got a cute little like frilly dress. The debut? She's, you know, she's the youngest. Okay. Yeah. She's the youngest, so she's going as debut. She's got a cute little, like, frilly country dress, some boots, a cowboy hat, like, very Love cool. It. The youngest twin is going as reputation, so she's got, like, a black sparkly top, some news, like, it looks like newspaper print skirt, like a little cute thing, cute. some black boots. The oldest twin hat is Lover, so she's got this, I got, it's like a frilly tool top that we're gonna dye pink i love um, this you're the, and then best the oldest mom ever <laughs> is doing speak now so she's got like this cute little sparkly purple romper so and then i'm midnight so all got, very high-waisted you know, i assume everything's very high-waisted <laughs> you know i'm going high-waisted i gotta cover up everything that's not super thin anymore after so, four kids did they all have these parts of their costume, or did you help them? Like, oh yeah, Mama had to pay. Ma- I was gonna say, Mama had to pay. <laughs> it, it this is their Christmas gift, so the, the tickets themselves for the concert from the, last the from last year, right? 
Yeah, 2022 Christmas, yeah. Oh, it's all included in the 2022 so Christmas. Christmas okay. included us, the trip, the hotel, the food, the costumes. Oh, you're amazing. Uh, outfits. So it'll be fun. Costumes. So we're just... Um, just uh, I'm so happy for you. That's some so final exciting. Yeah, yeah that's much more exciting than anything I have going on. So yay. We'll want to hear all yeah. about it. Absolutely. I will definitely... Give you guys updates, but that's coming up the first weekend of May. Yay. First weekend of oh. May. Yay. You're a poet yay. and you don't know it. <laughs> yay, May. Oh, yay, May. All right, Bestie, that wraps up another episode. Thank you for sharing your time with us. And do us one favor and share this podcast with a friend. That's how we grow. That's how we keep doing each episode is because we know you guys are sharing and we see more people tuning in so we appreciate that yes. make sure you tell your best friend about the show if you haven't done that yet reach out to your favorite inmate <laughs> tell your favorite omelet maker mm, omelets mm, sign me up and tell your favorite true crime friend about the show. Because you know what? We find Ooh. that people who love true crime also love dreams. You know that person that listens to the wild. same true crime podcast? Yeah, it's all wild. Just tell them. Make sure you let them know about mm -hmm. the show. And that's how we grow. And we appreciate each of you for doing that for us. So thank you. Mwah. Much love. And thank you again to David for your dream. Crazy, crazy prison dream, warning dream. And as Mindy said, thank you to all our catnap submissions. We have so much fun with whatever you have for Always us. Always fun. Always. Hey, yeah. bestie. Bestie, be sure to do us one favor. Get some sleep, especially if your job involves transporting innocent people from point A to point mm -hmm. B. Get some sleep. And yes, please. until next week. Sweet dreams, bitches. Love it. Love you. Love everything about love it. Love it. Love love. Love you more. No, you don't. You couldn't possibly. <laughs>